The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Episode 281, a special Sunday afternoon edition of the show on, uh, what do we got, February the 26th, 2023. Today's show is brought to you by Barnburner Hockey and barnburnerhockey.ca. Use promo code 1420BARN for their uh, 10% off their all-natural hockey products and apparel at barnburnerhockey.ca today. Dave, a little birdie told me that you were making snowmen yesterday. Oh, snowman? No, not I. Uh, my my boy and his neighborhood troop, they built an igloo. Like, it's... Uh, oh, that's okay, yeah. Yeah, that's what was going on if you saw uh, the, whoever the, the spies that are perusing 13th Street South. Uh, they uh, uh, It's a they, drone, but whatever. It's uh... <laughs> They built, yeah, a huge pile of snow in the back, and they tunneled it out, and, like, one of them can actually sit in there right now. So. There you go. The snow. The yeah. snow's about right for it. She's she's uh, for as cold as it was a week ago. She's melty and slushy and crappy here. I went for a little stroll, like I was saying off air. There, people got to okay. One, I got two things about snow. Is it just complete laziness why people wouldn't shovel their sidewalks? Because we went to an establishment uh, establishment last night, and it tells you something that about what the inside of the place might look like, what the outside of the place looks like, because this is the snow wasn't done. And, uh, or the sidewalk wasn't done. It hasn't snowed since what last Thursday, I think it was, or Wednesday even. Right. So when the snow's not shoveled in front, should you, should you have pretty low expectations for what goes on inside? Oh, for sure. Like for, for an establishment that's expected to receive guests, I, I find it's quite inhospitable and, and bad form not to have a pass shoveled for your customers. I, I couldn't believe it. Like we had a good time. Like it was fun, but like it's just, uh, like there was some place downtown a place downtown that didn't have the front 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 done but anyways and then uh yeah and then now the sidewalks aren't done so now you got melting snow and everything like it just just shovel it man it's not it's it's 10 minutes of your time and do it when it's light well and and it's someone's job right like i imagine they're like the manager like someone has to shovel the walk or get a service if you're downtown i i don't know the particulars of 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 why it wouldn't be done, but it, it seems to me odd that if you're expecting people, we, Kaylee and I had people over yesterday and the walks were shoveled, but uh, with the carryings on of, of my son and his, and his neighborhood troop um, collecting snow and piling snow, they, they, their snow got all over it, everything. But you know what? I took two minutes and sh- reshoveled the walk because we were having company. It's just common hu- human decency, David, is all it comes down to. Anyways, it's not too much to ask. No, it's really not. And for the uh, for the 10 times a year, you got to do it here. It's not that bad. Uh, Dave, the reason why we're doing this on Sunday afternoon, we, we, we've done this once or twice before in the long historic history of our show. Uh, on fr- Thursday night when we were recording, Craig Berube was ranting and raving about his uh, St. Louis Blues. Basically said that he called the team out. He said there, there's no effort. There's no heart. There's no drive. These guys got nothing. And then he went as far as saying, and this was like this when I went, oh boy, that might be a, a spicy meatball to be saying. He said, these guys are making a lot of money and, and, and they got nothing. Uh, Jesus, man, when you hear that, it's like, oh, does Barube 
Okay, first, what's your thoughts on, on what he said? It's refreshing, right? Um, th- there's a dance that every coach has in professional sports these days of, of being a hard ass and being a coddler and, and holding their hands, but then also kicking their ass. And where do you walk that line, right? And, you know, it tells me that uh, I, I don't mind it. Like if I obviously I don't watch a lot of blues hockey, I'm not keeping up to it, but I know Barube is the guy that coached him to win the cup. So he has a, he has an idea what it takes. And if he's lost so much faith in the team and, and, and his uh, rantings in the locker room are falling on deaf ears, you know, Hey, fuck it. You boys, you want, you want, you don't care. I'm going to tell, I'm going to, I've told you to your face. I've said it in the locker room. I'm now I'm going to say it. So everybody knows where I stand because I'm sick and tired of the shit I'm seeing here day in and day out. Well, especially when he was asked by a reporter, I can't remember the reporter's name, doesn't much matter. We'll call him Jake Winters. And he said, Jake, you, why don't you ask the players? Ask them. Ask them. Here, here's what it is. Here's what I see. I've been, like you said, he must have been saying it ad nauseum. And the next day, uh, Blues Florida was 13 goals this year. One of their, one of their better players. He had the, uh, he had the audacity to, to refute what, what, uh, what Barube said and said, uh, that couldn't be further from the truth was, was his exact words. Is this a situation, Dave, where a player should just maybe just shut up or because the coach said what he said and that's it. And just because in the court of public opinion, when it comes and, and like, we don't talk about guys, what they make on, on this show, like they make, they make money because that's what they're, they're, they're worth. It's just what it is. Um, but when a coach makes that statement, I, I think that a player should just shut their yap and accept what the coach said because you are not going to convince the paying public that what the coach said is 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 wrong because people, no matter what, are going to be upset with what, when a coach says this and you see what the paychecks are that these guys get, you aren't going to change a person's opinion about what the coach said and because these guys make so much money. I think it would be dependent on on what the locker room is, what the relationship is that the uh, the coach has with the players, and and what particular player may or may not be speaking out. It's it when the, when the give a fuck meter is done, it's done. You can't put some more fuck back in the meter, and and 100%. clearly, and then uh, clearly to me. Um, Barube saying what he said in at, at a press conference. This wasn't overheard anything. Like I realized there's I think it was directly after another loss. Yeah. And he was frustrated and and but he's he knows the drill. He knows not to shoot off. But he's he just he knew before the game, if he got asked that question after another dismal performance, that this is how he's gonna answer that question. Because he has had it. And so his give a fuck meter's done. Right. And then, you know, what are you going to do? Fire me? I'm still going to get paid. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm i not having fun here either, guys. And if this is the way you want to go out and, and conduct your business as a paid professional, then you know what? If I have someone come over that's a plumber and is a professional and does a shoddy job and is late and and doesn't clean up after himself, I'm going to I'm going to have some words with that fella, too. You know, you had a guy like Barube, the way he played back in the day, and it was rough and tumble. I remember him back in the, in the, in the Western Hockey League years ago, and then he went on to, to play in the National Hockey League for a lot of years, and he, he, his job was uh, to, he was an enforcer, let's not, let's not sugarcoat it, he was punching guys in the face and, and the like, but he had to play hard, and he had to work for everything he got, and it was tough to be in the league back then, and having a guy like that 
uh, say those things. It must be frustrating to see these prima donna kids uh, get get their way and do what they want and mail it in. Because if, if Barube were to mail it in back then, he wasn't going to be playing. And he had a job to do, and he and he had to do it. And he wasn't making the kind of money that. And like, yeah, let's bring up the money. He wasn't making the kind of money that these guys are making now. And I don't think it's a, it's a jealousy thing because he's done very well for himself afterwards. Like, yeah, he's not making eight, nine, ten million dollars a year, but he's making a, a a very decent living coaching hockey. But when he like the way he had to play and the way uh, old school it was, and I'm, I'm not saying that it was better, it was different. But the way he had to go about playing in the National Hockey League, the way these guys do now how much work he had to do compared to what it is now. You, you can't, you can't blame a guy for getting a little bit upset finally and saying enough's enough. Yeah. Because the, the team, obviously the, the management has decided this isn't the year because they traded O'Reilly. They traded Tarasenko like two big pieces of that team. And, and Bennington's been horseshit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and those guys, I, I don't know how Tarasenko's doing with the Rangers, but, uh, O'Reilly's announced his presence with authority for the, with the Leafs and yeah. he's clearly invigorated and he's a difference maker player. He, he's, you know, he's not a superstar, but he's a star. He plays the game hard. He plays the game fast and, and he's a money player. And he showed that when the blues won the cup, um, having those guys gone, isn't an excuse for the rest of the players to give up on the season. Like can conduct yourself accordingly and, and be, be a professional. Get out there and, and do what you can. Let's move on to uh, our, our friend, John Tortorella, good content creator, no matter what, no matter you want to talk Tortorella uh, earlier on last week, uh, Joel Farabee, he's having a, not a very good year for the Flyers. He, once again, he's making a good chunk of change. Uh, he got benched. He would have been a healthy scratch, but somebody got hurt. So he got put in the lineup in Calgary or in Edmonton, I can't remember which, 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 which one it was, doesn't much matter, but uh, he, his agent came out afterwards and said that, you know, I don't think this is right and everything else uh, that, that uh, my, my player's getting benched. And, and Tortorella said that guy should just shut his fucking mouth. And uh, is it a, like, and then you had the, the situation two weeks ago in Calgary with uh, Jonathan Drouin's agent popping off no, about Huberdo's Huberdo, sorry, Huberdo's agent popping off the same way about, you know, it's, it's negative attitudes. It's, that's why my guys aren't playing well. These guys, these agents work for the players. So there is no way possible that these words aren't coming from the agents. I, I'm assuming. Is it at a point, Dave, is, is, is it because of the society that we kind of have, have been cultured in the last 10 years with uh, you, you can't say anything demeaning to anybody, you can't say anything bad, and everybody gets a participation trophy no matter what. Is it these kids who are professional hockey players now that were groomed back then, and that's why this kind of stuff is happening more, more and more often? Um, with the case of Uberdo's agent, I don't know if it's the same agent uh, with the Flyer uh, player. I don't. I have no idea. but. That Huberdo agent is the the ass crack that put that uh, pitcher out of flurry with a knife in his back when he was uh, uh, with the the Vegas Vegas Knights. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Knights. Um, it doesn't. I, I don't understand why the, an agent would do that. Like, is he protecting the player's brand, or is he just trying to deflect criticism off his player? But I don't understand a point with Huberto because he just signed an eight year deal with Calgary. Like he's there, he's locked in for, for damn near max money. Yeah. And then, and then, so like, how are you helping the situation here? Like he's, your client's still going to get paid. You still get your piece of the pie. What are you, what are you doing here? Um, 
it doesn't make any sense to me, Dave, because now, like, once again, it gets out in the public ears and, and the eyeballs and morons like us do it on a podcast talking about it. You aren't making any fans because at the end of the day, no matter what, fans will always, always, always go back to money. And they'll say, well, you're playing a game. You should be thankful. because And it's true. And so, like, you're not doing yourselves any favors by spouting off to your agent and having your agent spout off to the media. Oh, well, especially with Huber, though, what, he had a 90-point year last year, and, and he's hovering around 35, 40. Like, he's having a draft, dreadful year with the Flames in his first year that he's just got married to. For They, they got pregnant. They're, he's there for eight years. Yep. Like, so, so this does not help. I don't know if you want to um, foster discontent to get a trade, to get him out of there. But, you know, you, you do that before you sign that contract because – if we all know in the NHL, it's really hard to move big money contracts because it's not about moving a player. It's More about money. moving salary, right? With that hard cap. Everybody and, everybody would have every bit the best player they could if they could. It's, but it's not, that's not the way it works. And and it also makes me wonder then, what is it like? What is it like behind closed doors then? Like, are all the players, are they, are they buddy? Uh, you can see on the players, like, well, let's go back to the Blues. That team that won the the Stanley Cup five years ago. 2019, it's all of a sudden a long time ago all of a sudden. Yeah, and you know what? That was a likable group, and you could tell the affection and the bond that they had as, as, as players. Like, you, you could tell. It wasn't a bunch of professionals just punching a clock. They cared about each other. They cared um, – how they performed. And, well, they, and they lost gonna... Schwartz. They lost Jaden Schwartz to uh, Seattle with expansion draft. You lose the guy here, you lose the guy there, and and then because and because the way the league set up, like like you like like you were saying that the league set up in a way that you can't keep players because of salary cap. So is and because everybody wants to get paid, and you can't blame them for that. So it's just a well, you gotta go, and you can't do anything about it. So so these 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 teams that are great don't have a chance to to stay together. Like those Chicago Blackhawks teams, they were dismantled. Yeah, they got three, but they're just dismantled quickly. Like it's it's just, I don't know, man. Like there's something not right with the way these players, and I'm sure it's in other sports too. But we're we're more of a hockey centric uh, part of the world, right? So we we see it a lot more. But the way these players act, man, it, there's something not right somewhere. Yeah, I, I do believe the. I'm not saying I will never say they're not working hard because you really have to work on your game. You have to work on your body to to even think about competing at the, the level that the NHL is. Um, so like they are professional in that, but. It seems to me that that the emotion of the love of the game gets lost a lot. It, it it does become a job to these guys. And it's something that we can't understand because we're going about our workaday life, you know, <laughs> making a pittance compared to what they're making. And how can you not care? How can you, how can you do that? Because the, you know, this is what you've been doing since you're 14 years old, right? You get up early so you can hit the gym or go to your power skating. And then you, you go to your class and then you go to practice and then you do this, and then you do that. Like your life has been so structured for you. I don't know how they—they've been told and catered and 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 scheduled their entire prepubescent life right into adulthood, and then now they have to listen. Not, they don't have to. They're just conditioned to listen to other people all the time of what to do next. So and, I don't and even they, know. And they, they, they've been told to, to, do, to do what? So, okay, and that's where that's where I'm leading into, I kind of alluded to it earlier on, but is this a, a situation that the culture of the sport 
put on themselves and the culture of, of parents and the culture of like, yes, you can't have people yelling and screaming at you 24 hours a day when you're on the ice. I get that. But there has to be a happy medium where like, hey, if you fuck up, I'm going to tell you. But there has to be a happy medium in there somewhere. Not like, oh, Billy, it's okay. Here's your trophy anyways. And then the other part of it, Dave, is that you have a culture and a group of kids who never really played on teams. Yes, they played on on squads, but not teams because they're playing for this team and that team, this academy and the next. They've never really had to, they're, they're just competing, but they're, they're not, they don't get the joys of a championship and, and playing a, a, a year together until they get to junior hockey and the contracts and the agents and everything else. Is this a situation where the culture of hockey is starting, is starting to eat itself alive because of what's going on? Like, and you hear, this is this is only three that we heard of this week, right? It's three it's three situations. Is this something we're going to be hearing more and more of as the as the weeks and months progress? I think this is just the way of sport. Um, it's not just hockey. It, it's it's basketball. It's baseball. Like you know, Jasper is going to be playing on two different teams this this spring. He's going to be playing on a house league and he's going to be playing on a on a on a travel team. And then so now there's there's two different like which. What is your team? Obviously, there's a little bit of overlap with with different kids on different teams. But the, the, you're right. In in when I was playing rep soccer when I was a kid, like so from 12 years old till my 20s, you know, there, obviously there's some turnover and and different guys would come and go. But there was probably eight of us that were on that entire run together from age 12 to to 20. And and some of them I still call my friends today. Right. So you're part of a team that competes to win something. And, and, yes. and, and you want to win. And, and this isn't for yourself. Like all these guys, oh, fuck, this makes this rattles me up a little bit because I don't think I'm wrong on this. And it was just one team, like in Lethbridge, like, uh, you know, at the time, it, the city wasn't as big as it is now. The, the, it's, it was probably what, 60, 70,000 uh, population of Lethbridge. But it was just one team. Per, per age group. And now, like I even know in soccer, there's two or three different teams and there's kids training in Calgary. And this is just soccer, but hockey's the huge sport for us Canadians. And and you got a kid doing this and you got camp and you got power skating. And then they have a travel team out of out of Edmonton that they, they go to for their big tournaments and this. And, you know, yeah, where, where, where's the where's the commitment to team? Not commitment to self and exposure, and and, that, and that's and that's just it, Dave. These these guys have no commitment to a team. They have a commitment to themselves and their brand and everything else. They have no commitment to actually fucking winning. And I I don't think we're wrong on this at all. There's no commitment to that. So as soon as somebody says something to them that butt hurts these these guys a little bit, they go to their their agent. It's like going to their parents. He said something mean. Well, yeah, we're paying you this much money. Be better. And you know, and you know how you, you know how you don't you, you you don't get in trouble from your coach to the media. You play better. You win hockey games. It's it's actually that simple. If you lose games, whatever. But if you don't play hard and you don't compete and you don't play better, you this is what this is what should happen. But so many of these guys just think they can go out, especially now when a lot of teams are out of the playoffs already. They're not competing. They have their paychecks, guaranteed money, the whole bit. That's it. It's if you play better, your coach will not besmirch you to the media. And on that note as well, like, you know, it, it, sports is a is a goofy thing, right? You go through your highs and lows. Sometimes you can't miss. Sometimes the ball finds you. Sometimes the puck finds you. Sometimes you're fighting it. And that's just that's just the nature of sport, no matter how hard you try. But, you know, always every coach I've ever had in my entire career, no matter what sport I played, they always recognize the effort. 
always recognize yeah, I, I get it. It's it's not rolling for you right now. You're getting some bad bounces. Whatever. You know, it is. But you know, you got to bear down. You know, it's it's gonna turn around. You but the nights the nights down. you didn't work hard or the days you didn't work hard or when you went out there like I don't give up. I don't I've gotten that speech too. Your effort that, was shit to me. That's day. when you get told you're yeah. being a shitty a shitty person. And uh-huh. and, and, I, and and that doesn't happen enough. And like I, I'm not saying there has to be tough love like it was in the seventies and the eighties where coaches were beating kids up. Like I'm not saying that at all. But these kids have been told that you this is what no, you're you're good. Little Jimmy, you're good. Or sorry, yeah. sorry, not sorry, Jim, because he obviously doesn't show for us. But <laughs> but you know, like, it, and I, I think, yeah. and I think that what Barube, because he would, be, he finally had enough. Like you said, he had it, and I, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing it anymore. And I can only imagine a, uh, someone like him who knows how hard he had to bust his ass and playing through injuries and doing this and 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 never skipping practices practicing hard doing everything right and he sees these guys phoning it in it's like you fuckers don't even have a fucking clue the gift how hard it is and and the gift that you've been given like you know like it's you guys have way more skill than i ever dreamed was possible in my career and and you're and you're pissing away and you're phoning it in and it's a disrespect to the game it's a disrespect to your fans it's a disrespect to the franchise like just that's all I'm asking. Don't phone it in. Try. Like Try. you, you wonder what kind of a, a fallback is going to have on like Barube's probably not going to be the coach next year because that's just the way it always works out, right? He, he, he where, where are you welcome? Four or five years. See you later. Sutter, he go comes and goes, and Tortorella comes and goes. It's, it's just the way it is. You wonder over the years, the years to come. If GMs and presidents and ownership groups are going to be straying away more and more and more from the quote unquote old school guys, if if you're going to have these guys who are um, mental health coaches or mental strength coaches, not health, not mental strength coaches, you know what I mean? Like more more of these guys who who aren't just old school hockey guys. If they're going to, if that if that's going to be a thing, because I I see the NHL moving that way a hundred percent because it just seems that the, the old school guys are on their way out and they don't and. And, and they're almost thankful a little bit. Yeah, like, uh, I'm out, like I, I, this isn't this isn't the hockey I grew up with. You know, it it, it is a a bit of a high wire act for different franchises because you know it 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 seems to me almost that 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 different teams at different times of their evolution or just the 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 cyclical nature of the game, like you can't be good all the time. And there are years that are going to be down years. It's almost like different kinds of coaches for different types of team expectations, right? Um, Quenville with Chicago is a hard ass as well, right? He, but when you, when you got that right, when you have the team with the talent that's hungry to win, that's when a hard-ass coach is the best. Like, I'm yeah. here to listen. I'll listen to you, Daryl Sutter. I'll listen to you, Mike Babcock. I'll listen to you, Joe, Joe Quenville. Because you guys know the game well enough to tell me what to do. And if I do what you tell me to do, I'm going to end up with a ring on my finger. And that's what's important to me. But some teams <clears throat> don't have that talent. You know, and then, you know, the ball-busting coach might be good to get them from, you know, um, Dave, I think most teams play. don't even have don't even have the the players that want to win. Like I, 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 I fully believe that, man. Like I, there, there's definitely some out there, and you know the the one that's in recent memory is like to me is that Johnny Goudreau. 
he takes less money to go to Columbus, and they are now bottom of the barrel. They're they're I think they're DFL in the league. And really, you went there to do that just to catch like so him and Edmonton yesterday, but yeah, yeah, but you know, blind squirrel catches a nut, yeah. right? And and same with that lining. Like these guys are so massively skilled, but they, jeez, yeah, let's just go to Columbus where no one knows us. We can make our ten mil a year and and live our life. And and you know, back in the day, back back in the day, I, there was nobody in the NHL. Everybody wanted like took. Took the ice that day, first day. Oh, Jesus. I hope we win the Stanley Cup this year. Yeah. Whereas those guys in Columbus, they don't care. And then, you know, and we we talked about we beat Phoenix to death the other day, or Arizona, the Coyotes. Like, what do you do if you're playing there? Like they they they'll if 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 management and ownerships doesn't have the expectations of greatness. Then why would a player? Then why would the player? You know? And so, and, and it sucks for a team like St. Louis, which is kind of like it, they land in my soft spot. I like, I don't mind cheering for them. I, yeah. I kind of like St. Louis. I always have. And I was happy to see them win the cup. But now that they have it, like, is this, well, okay, well, good enough. Like, I was on that team. And, and, and what do you do? Like, right? As a yeah, coach, it's, it's just like, God damn, I wouldn't mind winning more than one cup, but clearly you guys don't. And, and, I, he, and he's going to be out. Yeah, and then and then big deal, you know. And and he'll have a job someplace along the line. I would imagine, it's, it's, I would hope, because he seems like a good guy. Like he's he he doesn't seem that far removed from Rod Brindamore, who we all love and think is doing an yeah. awesome job in Carolina. But you know, is, is that where? What's the difference between Brindamore and, and Berube? Two guys know. that did it the right way when they were in their playing career. Maybe you got a bunch of guys. Well, okay, we got one. Now I can uh, – they named the, the the local street after me, the local arena. It's now the whatever sportsplex in, in, in Wichita, fucking Saskatchewan or whatever. And so did the, uh, I, I got mine. I'm out. I got my paycheck. I'm out. Yeah, it, it, it's I don't know. It's 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 an odd situation with these guys, and it it's it's something I think that society has created. And it's right across all sports that these guys don't. It, I, I really think it's something that society created with the, the way it's all worked out. I, I really do that. You we had all these participation trophies, and you can't do anything. You, you can't say anything to uh, be smirching to anybody, and it's just the way way it is. And I I, I really I wholeheartedly believe that it's that it's it's. Uh, because when when those participation trophies first started out, it's those guys who are now hockey league now. Yeah, right. And I, I I fully believe that. And it's and and you can't like I like I said earlier on, you can't you can't beat a guy, you can't slap a guy, you can't throw garbage cans at him like it was back in the eighties. And I fully understand that. But there has to be a happy medium in there somewhere because um, not everybody get. And the, the last thing we'll get off this. The last thing about this, Dave, is not everybody has ten year careers. Right. There's a lot of guys who get two, three year careers and don't get don't get a full contract. Right. And so when these when these high mighty players are mailing it in, they're screwing over their teammates and they're screwing over the, the lesser guy. And that's something that's really shitty, I think. Well, and, you know, another thing as to this, um, it's the there's a podcast, the Barden Burner, um, the sponsors of this segment. It's it's not any way related to the sponsors is barn burner. It's uh Rhett Warner, Boomer and Brian. Pinder, the guys, yeah. The guys that used to run the, the sports morning show, great chemistry, funny. And now they do a podcast every while well, they actually live stream. I don't watch, I don't watch it, but then uh, I do the download. Like they're really funny. 
A, B, they're smart. C, now that they're a podcast, they don't mind dropping the odd F bomb. So no, it's even... no C sharps like our friend uh, Dave at Level of Play. Oh, Kill, actually, but... that's no, 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 that's not true. Okay, yeah, I don't uh, want to talk about it, but yeah, anyways. Yeah, yeah Pinder, <laughs> ha- Pinder has uh, managed to drop a C sharp, but nonetheless, um, yeah. it's it's highly entertaining. And they were talking about speaking of hard nosed coaches, Daryl Sutter. If they had decent goaltending, they would have eight more points in the playoffs, which is damn near the Pacific. Like the like right near the the league for the their their conf yeah. not their conference or division, like they're they're licking the jar of, of best team in the conference, and now because this one player is playing like shit, terrible. It's led in the first two shots last night. The first yeah. two before Mark, before, before they even got took, took a took the gum out of the wrapper to chew on the bench, they're down <laughs> two nothing. See, and then like how is that now Daryl Sutter's problem? He goes like I like that's the one thing he can't control is goalies stopping pucks, and and so now everybody's like coming down like Daryl's message is getting old. The players aren't responding, and then you know what they actually are because their starting goaltender has cost him five games, minimum five games this year, which is ten points, which is a huge jump in the standings. And so like Sutter's not doing and far be it for me to become a Daryl Sutter apologist, but you know, you know, when you're winning a hard ass coach, you, you can put up with it because you're winning, but now you're losing and it's not the players in the room fault. Like there's two guys whose fault it is. And those are the guys between the pipes. And then, so, you know, his style as a coach hasn't changed. He knows how to win. He showed us that he can win in with the Kings. He got Calgary to the first seed last year. Blah, 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 blah. And now people like Ubadoro's agent are coming down on him for being too mean to the players because the goalie can't stop a fucking pot. Like, come on. These like, these fuckers don't know what too mean is. Like exactly. oh, they, they don't. They don't. And I like I'm saying, like I said it again, like it, it, like the stuff that even I went through back in the day, because I didn't play good. I never gotten shit. Okay, even better, just in life in general. If you do what you're supposed to do on a daily basis, you don't get in shit. It's that simple. If you if you try hard, you do your chores, you do your this, you do your that. If you do what you're supposed to on a daily basis, you don't get in shit. So, but, yeah. but, when, but when you don't, that's when you get in shit. But not to these kids. Not to these because kids. you're not paying attention in practice. Like how I was, we went over in practice. This is where you're supposed to be, but you weren't paying attention in practice. You know what? And you know, do coaches do bag skates in the NHL anymore? Probably not like, allowed to. I'm probably not allowed to. Like, you know, like if you're getting bag skated, like, fuck that. I'm making 10 million a year. I ain't bag what, what was that on uh, Major League Doran, Bill Doran? Was it Bill Doran? When uh, the third baseman, the- yeah, when he's getting, he's, it's in my contract. And then whatever the manager thing was, I can't remember when he uh, took the contract and pissed on it on the, on, on the field. <laughs> I think we need more of that because that's, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's out of control. And I don't think it's going to get any better with the, with the way people in, in these entitled little pricks act. And I'll say it, I'll, I said before, I'll say it again. I think there's a lot, there's way too many entitled little pricks that play this game. And it's, it's not, it's not a bad product, but it's not a great product. It's not. Well, you can always tell when people are playing with emotion and, 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 and regardless of the sport, yeah. um, it's, it's just better with emotion and, you know, and everything is, yeah. Um, you know, golf and tennis, right. You see those guys caring because at the end of the day, it's you versus me. I can't blame the coach. I can't blame the fans. I can't blame the ref. The ball is either in or out. The ball is in the cup or not. Right. You're, you're there by yourself. And so maybe, you know, that's why we see, which is kind of nice, even though I don't know, it's kind of funny eh? when you see the, 
that uh, the Waste Management Open, is that too much emotion for golf? I don't know. But, you know, it's nice to see them going. I think the golfers go, okay, once a year we'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think they can do it. Fifty-two weeks a year, or fifty weeks a year, forty-eight, whatever a t- tour is. But once you think, okay, this is fun. But if yeah. it, you you won't see that at Augusta by any means. Oh no 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 no! They, yeah, I think they'll cart your ass out of there right quick. They'll, they'll get players wanna... kicked out of there, anyways. <laughs> Uh, anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more brought to you by Barnburner Hockey and barnburnerhockey.ca. Use promo code 1420BARN at barnburnerhockey.ca for their uh, 10% off their, their all-natural hockey products and apparel today. The Flailing Tender Hockey Podcast is happy to have partnered up with Barn Burner Hockey. Barn Burner Hockey is a hockey lifestyle brand that is motivated by making all-natural, chemical-free hockey products for players of all ages and skill levels. Get yourself the Filthy Mist Deodorizing Equipment Spray, the Dirty Dangles 2-in-1 Shampoo and Body Wash. They've also got two different types of stick wax, hockey accessories, and apparel that will not only make you look good, but feel great on and off the ice. So go to barnburnerhockey.ca and use promo code 1420BARN and receive 10% off your purchase. That's 1420BARN at checkout at barnburnerhockey.ca. Barnburner Hockey is so confident that you will love their all-natural products. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Barnburner Hockey and the Flailing Tender Hockey Podcast created for players by players. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. This segment is brought to you by Manscaped and Manscaped.com. Use promo code 1420SCAPED at Manscaped.com and get yourself 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com today. Dave, oh, since we started this show, we've had a few staples. Guys, it's a gift that just keeps on giving for, for podcasters and, and content creators. And the last, uh, oh, geez, 11 months, I guess, since the, uh, the big trade that brought your main man, Russell Wilson, to your Denver Broncos. He's been the gift that keeps on giving, like I said. Uh, man, he got himself in a little bit of trouble. There was an article that was out there on the Twitter machine that was 100% fake and fabricated. But one that came out in The Athletic this, this week was he uh, He apparently, uh, The Athletic is a reputable uh, website, obviously, but who, who knows. But he allegedly went to Seahawks Brass when he was there uh, with Seattle, uh, went to went to the, the president and the the, the host of the CEO and said you got to get rid of the general manager and you got to get rid of uh, Coach Pete Carroll or uh, I, I'm I'm out. Um, and it turned out he got traded and it's it, it's a bad look on Russell Wilson once again, man. Like this, you would. What's your take on that for starters? <laughs> it is like there's no like there's no good press uh, coming out of Russell Wilson, right? And um, if that's the way, if, the, if a player thinks he's bigger than the franchise, you know, then you ship him off, get, get gone. Like I have zero issue with uh, Seattle doing it. I, I, I don't, and always the, how hard is due diligence in the NFL these days? Must be tough. I, it, it must be ridiculously hard because how did how did Denver not know anything about this? Did, did they not ask anybody? Surely these players have friends on Seattle and like someone, hey, you know, so and so, you uh, the OC in Seattle um, coached you in in college. Like what what's what's his take on Russ? Give 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 me the dope, right? And, and don't 
don't conversations like that happen? Like there's scouts everywhere doing everything, looking at players. How is there not any yeah. kind of intel um, of stuff you don't hear? I, I don't, I don't understand how that stuff went undiscovered before he signed with the Broncos. Because football, Dave, is, is it, and there's, we'll get into something else with old Rusty Wilson there, but there's like, football is the ultimate team game where every person has to be going a certain direction and the ball doesn't, the like, the ball doesn't bounce like it does in, um, in basketball or, 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 or doesn't bounce like it does in, in, uh, in hockey where it can just go, the ball is in possession. This guy has to do this. This guy has to do this for this all to work. Like, it's, it's actually, it, the, if, if one person fucks things up, none of it's going to work from, from the lineman right to the kicker. It all has to go right, right, right in order. And for this guy to, to sound like he's not a team guy, and it goes right back to his charity that that, that ended up being this, and then this one ended up being that. Like everything about Russell Wilson, because we all saw the, the guy with the great big smile, and he was doing everything else when he, he's in Seattle, has a bad year in Denver, and it all comes out that he's not a good guy. It's it's crazy how teams don't figure that out, like you said, because how like how a football team didn't do anything to say, hey. Maybe we shouldn't give this guy a quarter billion dollars. <laughs> you know, a quarter billion. Yeah, it's it's a lot of money, and you know his his talents can't be. Um, he's good. He's shown that he can be good. He can carry a team, and and I, it's not like I think he's not a good guy. He's just a misguided guy. He's he's this guy now that. He's so image conscious, and of he's what, making things he, worse. Yes, he, he 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 like he doesn't do anything without thinking about it thirty friggin' times, you know. And and it it kind of showed in this play last year. He was overthinking thing, and and I don't know if it was it was a different article I read this week. But you know what? There's no shortage of 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 uh, sports journalists <laughs> covering Russell Wilson. Like God. You can read anything you want about this guy, but apparently in his second floor office, he had a team and he was uh, like, in, he was crafting up plays. These would work for me. These would work for me. And, and it's not and about he, you, man. It's not about you. And, you know, and that's why things look so bad sometimes for the Broncos, because the, the offensive guys, some were following Hackett's plans. Some were following Wilson's plans. Some were trying to do anything. And that's how, at the end of the day, any team sport you're playing, everybody has to be pulling in the same direction. And even if your intentions are good, it's misguided. If 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 if, if things aren't, if things, everybody's not on the same page, listening to the same guy. You only need one captain of a ship, and then when you have two, things go sideways. I read today, and it's kind of funny you brought up the uh, the, the second floor office there. Uh, there was a one guy on the Broncos who wanted to remain. Anonymous, which is who knows what the fuck it could have been a reporter making it up, but you 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 hear about this guy. He said, whenever you when he was a long time Bronco, and he said, anytime you get called the second floor, it was a bad thing. That means you're probably getting released as a player. We we stay in the first floor. We have our business down there. All our everything's downstairs. And then this guy rolls in, and he's got a second floor office. And then Wilson has the gall to say the door is always open. Or you can, or, or Rusty, you could just stay downstairs with the rest of the team and talk with them. You don't need an office like like every like like like, like the management has. You're not well, management. You're just a fucking employee. I don't know if yeah, it must have been the same article I read because uh, someone in Peyton's camp or whatever. Like, yeah, your door is always fucking open. It's called your locker. 
And yeah. that's where you are. A different article, but same thing. Yeah. And then, and then so, yeah, the, I don't know if it's a GM like or Hackett. Like, you know, I know, like, well, you can't blame Hackett for that. Fucking right, you can blame Hackett for that. You don't, you're a part of the team. You get your ass down to the locker with the rest of the players. That's where you belong. That's where you belong. You want an office? You rent off office space. There's a there's a nice condo unit with office space right across, across the, street the street from 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 Invesco Field. Do your shit there. But you're not doing this. You're not above the fray. You're part of the team, and we need everybody in the same room. It's unbelievable. It's <laughs> unbelievable. The players are getting away with this, and like, how does that like anybody with any brains like this? This comes down to management, David. It has to because the, when a guy has his contract demands, hey. I'm not doing that. Like, no, you don't get an office. No, then I'm not coming. Okay. Well, you know, but you know think, what? You will. You will. Because you know what? You're not getting this offer anywhere else. You will. And, and you what will I, sign. What I think happened to the Broncos last year, and I'm making uh, excuses a little bit for them because they are my team, um, with Pat Boland dying and the sale of the team, and there was a little bit of um, – behind the scenes drama with the ownership and the kids not getting along. And, and that took one or two years. And then Elway was there as an, an influence, but then he stepped away and this GM was, I think doing what he could um, with all the question marks about the, the, the stability and who's going to be signing checks in a year or two. I think he was trying. And then this hack, it was just clearly in over his head. He had, he didn't, he didn't know how to, all the the machinations and running a successful um, football program from the top. And so it was a perfect storm. And that's how Russ got all these perks that should have never been given to him because Hackett didn't know what was real and what was expected. And, and Wilson was just like, you're not, I'm going to keep asking. Like I'll just keep going until they say no. And, and Hackett never told him no, but now, we're going to find out the rubber's going to hit the road um, with Peyton coming in and, and rusty. I don't think he's really in for a weird awakening. He's just like, Oh fuck. I didn't, I'm surprised I got away with it that long. And now he, and I do think he cares. And that's why I'm, um, I am optimistic as to the, the chances of Denver Broncos next year. Like, is this something that, like, like is, is Russell Wilson, what he, how, like, his stunt that he pulled, is that kind of the same thing that we talked about last segment with hockey players, how they they push the envelope and push the envelope and get away with it, and I'm the star of the show, and, and, and not the coach, and not, I'm, yeah, the the sum isn't bigger than the whole of its parts. Well, it actually is, man. Like, it it is. And and he, it, is Russell Wilson just another one of these guys who I'm in, I'm entitled to this because I'm great. I, I have a skill set that's like nobody else's. Turns out it wasn't that good this year. Um, but is it it's the same situation where I'll do what I want until they tell me I can't, and even even when they tell me I can't, I'm gonna go and do it anyways. Yeah, it seems like that to me. And if he wants to, like I say, I don't think you want to piss on Sean Payton's shoes um, because he has the pedigree, right? He's only won the one title, but you know he 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 coached Drew Brees to a Hall of Fame career. And Peyton himself got fucked over by that uh, that uh, defensive coordinator, the affect the head thing, the the bounty gate, right? Yeah. And 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 Sean Payton had to sit out a year because of that guy. So don't yeah, I I don't I don't think uh, Sean Payton really cares about sit, sitting and singing kumbaya with his players. He he's going to expect a lot, 
and he's going to tell him exactly what he expects. There's going to yeah, be it, no gray area with this guy. It's so strange the way this is all coming out. It's just it's just time after time. And the thing is, is that if, if Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos would have went 12 and 5 instead of 5 and 12, you don't hear about any of this stuff, right? right? You don't. But once again, what makes it go away? You play better. If Winning. you play better, yeah. we, we aren't we aren't talking about how shitty you are. We aren't talking about how shitty of a person you are. Nobody cares. If you play better and your team wins, and not even a championship, if you play better and your team makes the playoffs and whatever it be football, baseball, hockey, whatever it may be, if your team goes out there and competes, wins more than they loses, nobody cares. But when your team loses and you're a shithead, that's when people care. Yeah, and your, commitment and your commitment and try level, right? Like, I'm not saying Russell Wilson didn't try. He was trying different things. He was trying to figure out how to win on his own. He was trying to do this. That's not the commitment, right? That's not your job. You put that out of your brain, and if you want to talk with your offensive coordinator and tell him things that you that you think may or may not work, that's great. That's collaboration. We yeah. want to utilize all your skills. But you coming up with plays and we should be doing this and that, wrong, right? That's not in the playbook, Russ. We're not we're not D Russ Incorporated. Like we we have our own offensive schemes and plans, and you know, we'll ask you. Don't worry, we know we'll, where to find we'll, we'll you. And it's not a it's not on the second fucking floor. Go down, go downstairs. Yeah. So, Russ, what the fuck are you doing up here? I didn't ask for you. Changes, changes, car is code in his card, and yet you're downstairs, man. It's in my yeah. contract. Fuck your contract. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not we'll, in your contract. We'll change that. The yeah. contracts aren't guaranteed. We're going to adjust a few things here. Anyways, yeah. it, it's it's odd. It's so it's so crazy. And how, like I said, he had the uh, the smile on his face the entire time he's in Seattle. But uh, winning cures a lot of things, and it puts lipstick on a pig. And it turned out he wasn't a good guy the entire like not not the entire time, but uh, he got a little bit too big for his britches. Anyways, the fourteen twenty sports bar podcast for beer sports talking a whole lot more. Brought to you by Manscaped and Manscaped.com. Use promo code. 1420 escaped at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com today. Team Canada is winning 4-3 in the seventh in end of the of the semifinals of the Scott Tournament of Hearts for those of you that, that care. I don't know if you have it down in the States, guys, but uh it's the Canadian Women's Curling Championship and it's uh it's Championship Sunday today. Oh, she's a big one here in Canada. She is a big one. The, the cars are going to be stopping. As goofy as it sounds, it actually is. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talking a whole lot more. Dave, sometimes we get away from these a little bit and we uh, we forget it. we got so much going on. But uh, uh, our friend Aaron from Brutally Honest Sports reminded me that I had a little conversation with him today. We're talking podcasts and this and that and how to, to help each other and what we can do. And he says he likes our, our Would You Rather segment. So I thought we'd throw a few of these out there. Uh, Dave, you ready to go? I got two. Oh, yeah. I love Would You Rathers. I made up Would You Rathers. I think Remember you did. We, we should have fucking podca- uh, podcasted that. Copyrighted Trademarked. That. Copyrighted. Trademarked it the whole Something, day. Yeah. You know, just a buck every time anyone ever does it. That so would you be owe nice. me a buck. 
Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Aaron, you also buck next time you do it. Anyways, uh, Aaron uh, or Dave, would you rather have the ability to see 10 minutes into the future or 150 years into the future? Oh, 10 minutes. 150 years? What? What? How does that benefit me? Well, you can, make, you can make some bets. Oh, no, but like, Oh, so I get to know everything that happened between now and 150 years. Yeah. Oh, like like Biff on Back to the Future too. 100. percent That's what that's what I was getting. Oh at. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Give me give me that. Yeah, give me the Sports Almanac uh, 2035. I uh, even like fuck it, just the 2025. I'll parlay all that shit for two years. I'll I'll let you know who wins the Kentucky Derby and the the, the Super Bowl and on that end of things I agree with you 100 percent Dave but on the the other thing there there'd be a lot of info in your head that you'd want to maybe tell people about but if you if you tell people about it you're gonna change the course of you of history right and, and of the future and and you would you would you would almost feel the uh, need to tell because there would be a lot going on you would almost feel the need to tell people that they're going to die don't walk across the street here do this do that like, there'd be a lot going on man oh no it's selective right i'm not i'm not looking everything i'm not reading the obits for 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 10 years down the road right i don't want to know who dies and when i don't know no, but, what, I, like, but but if, if if something came across and you oh that that name i don't know how like i don't know how this would work obviously it's a stupid podcast fucking segment but like if if you read a name to so that guy's gonna be dead in, in two years and i can prevent that would you feel obligated to do that how am I preventing it by telling him to wear a seatbelt, telling him to quit smoking, or telling him not to go skydiving? Whatever like, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know. Do I like the guy? See, I think the 10-minute thing is like, whatever, because I, I can make a parlay, a, a, a prop bet with, with 10 minutes before the game starts or, or get to the end. I'd, I'd rather that. So I think there'd be a lot less pressure on my dome for the 10-minute compared to, to 250 years. You know, and that's a very valid point, right? Because with all the live betting right now, um, this uh, next goal, next run, like who scores the next run? Like you can you can put that money down. Like uh, yeah, with 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 live betting right now, probably that ten minute future uh, thing. You can you can make a lot of dough in a in a quick amount of time. And not having the pressure on, like it's, it just recycles every ten minutes. But having one hundred fifty years worth of pressure on you, I think that's a bit much. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's not pressure, but you know, at the at the end of the day, I'm thinking too. Like it's just like how do I get this fat ass of mine? Uh, right retired, right, and and living all fat and sassy. Yeah. And so either way, it's it's all about the gamble or even the stocks. Well, it's like, funny how it just went right to that. Hey, just to gambling, no matter what, just gamble, gamble, gamble. Just gamble. Well, it that's... pounded into our heads everywhere on on television that when you watch a sporting event now. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it would be dependent. As long as it's not a constant thing, this is going to happen in ten minutes. This is going to happen in ten minutes. You know, like I don't, oh, God, I don't. Can you can you hit pause on the on the future reading ten minute future and, and what and 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 what the uh, the radius of your knowledge is, right? If 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 it's only in in my neighborhood and I can prevent that kid from that that cat from getting ran over, so little Billy's cat's not dead, right? Or you go to a like what would be really handy was would be traveling and stuff like that, or a new restaurant. You sit down, you order your drink, you open the menu, and okay, yeah. Oh fuck! This burger sucks. We're out of here. Cancel yeah. the order. I'm out. I know. I know ahead of time. <laughs> so, so it, it would be good on on things like that as well, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, second one. This isn't a Brent original. I found this on 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 the line somewhere on the old internet. Uh, would you rather vomit on your hero or your hero vomit on you? 
Are we partying? I would think that'd be the only, other than having a uh, a bad meal that's something, some food poisoning, a bad or air sushi or something, air sickness, whatever, airport, whatever. Um, but let's let's say you're partying. You're having. You're you're getting down a little bit. You're getting into her. I'd rather puke on him. I'd rather puke on him. <laughs> okay, why? Have you ever been puked on? Uh, I don't think so. I have from my son when he was a baby and he puked yeah. on me. It's disgusting. It's so warm and gross. And the way you said warm, he almost made it sound soothing. The way you said warm. Oh, <laughs> like no, you said, oh it's, it's so not, warm. Look it's, at that. Oh, <laughs> it's disgusting. Like, like it's like the, 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 the that's the shocking thing about it. it. It's warm. And I like he was uh like he was a baby and and whatever you burp him and everything now and then you bleh. He just gives a little mini puke and it gets on your neck and then the stink yeah. and it's awful. It's awful. So I'd rather puke on my hero because A, then the puke isn't on me and B, he'd never forget me. Well, and that's where I was kind of leaning. If, if, if my hero puked on me, people already know who that guy is. There's a good chance, right? Like if, if Derek Jeter puked on me, they already know who Jeter is and, and they're going to they're gonna say, yeah, Jeter puked on Redlinsky. All right, it wouldn't. And, make and, the and news. no one's going to believe you anyway. It wouldn't make the news, but Jeter no. would tell. I think this is fucked up. Like Jeter wouldn't be going to to the Yankee old timers day or wherever, saying this fucking guy puked up, or he might you, be yeah, this guy. You, fucking, you'll never believe it. I was gonna, like, like we were having drinks, thing? having a good time, and this fucking Joker puked on me bad. Like it might be good for the show. Who knows? But yeah, making a lot of oh. earballs. Well, yeah, well, he's not going to tell anybody because it's not like it's a source of pride for him, right? He's disgusted but by it. There, there would be a story that, that he there would tell his buddies. There is a story that he's going to tell, yeah. yeah. Like, so he might not remember my name, but he'll never forget me. There's like, this fucking guy who puked on me. Like, I could, like, we were having a good time. I don't know. I saw <laughs> I saw it. We, we did a Jagger shot together, and I saw his eyes roll in the back of his head. Next thing you know, I was cleaning off my tarp. Yeah, it's it, it, it's uh, it'd be like the George Brett sh- uh, shit story for any of our, for anyone who who hasn't seen this oh. that our listeners are George Brett shit story. It's on YouTube. Have a laugh. It's so funny. That it's might like a be my fun, the funniest thing on. Like, there's lots of funny stuff out there, but it's sports related as well. That might be the best three minutes in YouTube right there. Like it is unbelievable how funny it is, and it just is the so one-liners funny. and how and how he's chasing the guys to tell the story. It is priceless. Yeah, seafood, crab thing, and I'm like, oh man. And so I'm wearing these black things, box, right? no socks. Black box, yeah, no socks. <laughs> Go oh. take a listen. Like George Brett, you're welcome. Oh, but you know, I think because of, I I like George Brett as a player back in the day, and and seeing that like years after he retired make me mm-hmm. made me like him any, even more because obviously he's a he's the guy that likes to have a good time, and he's also. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't mind poking fun of himself, and that's the best kind of person. Yeah, the whole thing was quite funny. Anyways, well, that's a great that's a great great YouTube fucking show. That's no no getting around that. Anyways, Dave, uh, we'll be back out here tomorrow night. This uh, same time, we thought we'd get this one out. Had nothing to do on this uh, Sunday afternoon, anyway. So we might get some content out there, and uh, and people enjoyed us on a Sunday night for once. Yeah, uh, I hope everybody enjoys the extra content. Um, things happening in the fourteen twenty. Um, 
uh, back channels. We might have a surprise uh, guest and or two on Thursday working out the deets, but uh, stay tuned. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to do what we do. Yeah. It'd be, be a good one for sure. If, we, if it all works out, yeah, it'll work out. It always does some one way or another. Anyways, the 14, eight, then North Northern Ontario and Canada tied four, four. You got to get on it. People get on it. By the time they listen, the game be over for four days. But anyway, well, by the time, by the time they get to it, if this gets released, they might be in time for the final. It'll be uh, Colleen Jones, man, uh, not Colleen, uh, Jennifer Jones is in the finals. I will put money out that Colleen Jones is not playing this weekend. No, Colleen Jones is retired. She's so it's. Uh, I think she's kind of dead, isn't she? Colleen Jones? Oh, no. I no, she's she a common. No, no, she won a seniors. A oh, senior Sandra Schmerler, who's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Can't, can't I, I, I apologize to uh, Colleen Jones. Anyways. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Take care of each other, but more importantly, take care, take care of yourself to the year round. Keep your stick on the ice. And what else, David? Jim, don't throw the rock through the house. Jim, Jim got himself a haircut. Oh, did he? I'm yeah, excited. He, 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 looks, he, he looks like a human being again. Well, I'm, I never said he didn't, but like... Uh, well, it was, a, it was a bone of contention within the family. Let's just say that around Christmas time. Martin, well, gra- Grandma Margaret was not too happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if grandma thinks you're not looking good, like that's not always a bad thing because she just don't get how the chicks these days. The chicks dig it. Anyways, talk to you guys uh, tomorrow night.